Hey, kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling, too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes we just like to watch old stuff and talk about that, too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to Jumping Bomb Audio. to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. My name is Taylor, and I am joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Kelly. Kelly, how's it going? Who cares how I'm doing? We got so many previews to do. We gotta go, 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 go. I feel like I said Kelly there twice and and almost called you Kelly Kelly, uh, who would be quite an interesting co-host to have on yeah. this on this I don't podcast. think she'd know what you're talking about. Who knows? Maybe there's, um, you know, some old wrestlers are into wrestling. You never know. I'm going to guess that Kelly Kelly's no Missy Hyatt. Um, I think you'd probably be right if I, if I had to guess. Uh, no offense to Kelly Kelly. You, you don't think she's sitting down and, uh, you know putting her credit card information into Zyko to see some, uh, do you think she watched the triple six show with English commentary? Maybe, you know what, Kelly, Kelly, if you're listening to us right now, drop us a line. We'll, we'll work something out. You can be a guest. It'll be a good time. Yeah, that would be great. And where can you drop us a line? Well, I'll tell you exactly where you can drop us a line. You can drop us a line on Twitter. I refuse. I will not. I will not bow to the pressure. Uh, At J-Bomb Audio, you can follow Kelly at Comic Geek Kelly, and you can follow me at Tay Mambo. Subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. And if that app of choice happens to be Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating and review. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio. So let's get right into it. As Kelly says, we have a lot to preview. We have at least a dozen shows uh, 
to preview. But first, let's jump in to some of the reviews. We're going to start off with the most recent Tokyo Joshi Korokan Hall show, uh, the next round of the Tokyo Princess Cup from July 29th in front of 437 fans. Kelly, what did you think about this show overall? I thought this was a good show, but not a great show. Like, this was probably the most disappointing Kurikin they've had in a while, I think. I found the sort of energy of it, and I don't know whether it was that I was watching it. You know, I didn't watch it live. I watched it later. Uh, Maybe that was it. Maybe it was, you know, 437 fans, not a great number. Yeah, that's um, not good. In terms of attendance, didn't look really good in venue. I uh, wasn't surprised to see it was a low number because when uh, the show opened, didn't look like there was a ton of people there. I don't know, just the whole thing. Some of the results um, sort of threw me off as well. So it just had this very strange vibe to me, really, the whole show. Um, I was just sort of thinking, like, w- like what's happening <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, with this show, but let's get into it. The first show, the oh, or the first match, I should say, uh, a tag team match: Juria Nagano, the recently returned Juria Nagano, teaming with Kaya Torabami to defeat Himawari and Wakana Uihara in seven minutes and forty-seven seconds. Uh, my takeaway from this was: I think all four did very well. Um. I think that this is a sort of strong class of wrestlers. I know Kaya Torabami is sort of in a different class from them. Um, I thought Uihara looked great. I think she's really smooth already. She doesn't really, and I think the gear also helps with this. She doesn't really look like a rookie. She doesn't come across to me um, like a rookie in her moves, in how she looks, in really the whole package. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good, you know, solid opening match. Yeah, no, I thought it was a strong opener. I thought everyone uh, got a, got their moment to shine in the match. And, but I would say Jiria was the star for sure here. Like she just keeps impressing. Yeah. Overall good opener. Yeah. I think it's clear that, you know, I think they're probably going to go fairly slowly with Himawari and Uihara. And of course, Torabami is sort of in this weird gray area still where it seems like they're not looking to push her yet so to me it was really a jury uh you know get jury back in there uh get her another win and sort of start moving her up because clearly uh they see a lot in her as they should the next match was a six-person tag team match uh well (laughs) the next match technically uh, Hyper Masao, Naokakuda, and Yuki Aeno defeating Haruna Neko, Mahiro Kiryu, and Palm Harajuku in 42 seconds. Um, that match was then uh, restarted, and the same trio, Hyper Masao, Naokakuda, and Yuki Aeno, defeated Haruna Neko, Mahiro Kiryu, and Palm Harajuku in six minutes and two seconds. A little twist on the usual formula. Uh, with Hyper Masao picking up the flash win uh, here. My big takeaway from this match was very happy to see streamers. Uh, that was great. And I wish now Kakuta was more consistently sort of in higher um, 
matches of higher consequence, I guess I'll say. Yeah, now came off really well here, uh, and it was wild the amount of streamers that Neko got. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Bali and Aki on commentary very excited for <laughs> uh, the the Harun and Neko streamers. But I always like streamers. I'm a big fan. Um, I know they're like a pain to clean up and sort of sometimes annoying, but I think they add a lot to yeah um, shows like this. Yeah, it's a fun little thing. I like it. I mean, I miss having that in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish I could have it in, well, maybe not every promotion. Like, I think it would be weird in, like, New Japan. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it adds for many promotions, Ring of Honor, you know, Tokyo Joshi, a lot of other Joshi promotions. I think it adds a little bit of fun, a little bit of excitement. Um Especially in a match like this, where where now we're talking about it, and other than you know that, it was a pretty much just a match, really. Yeah, it was fine. Um, and now we're talking about it because of the streamers. Yep. Uh, any other thoughts, Kelly, on this uh, six-person tag match? No, I did. I did like how the second fall was fairly serious throughout the whole thing. Like it wasn't. They kind of got all the silliness out of the way right up front, and then then it was kind of just a serious match from then on. The next match was an eight-person tag team match. The team of Hikari Noah, Raku, Shino Suzuki, and Suzume. Shino def- defeating Haru Karashiro. Mizuki, Runa Okuba, and Toga in 12 minutes and 31 seconds. Kelly, what would you think about this match? I thought uh, all the children looked pretty good here. Uh, Toga had another strong showing. And like in that closing stretch, there was a bit where it felt like, hey, maybe Toga could beat Hikari here. Uh, I thought that this match was really fun. I think... Um, the rookies have gotten uh, pretty good, pretty fast. You know, when they first debuted, I think we talked about on the show, it was sort of like, ah, oh, we're going to have a lot of these people. They're going to be on the undercard. These matches are probably going to be, you know, they'll be learning. They might not be great matches, but they'll be learning. But they really have become very solid. Um, you know, not blow away matches, but they've all gotten, I mean, obviously we talk about Toga a lot in all our matches, but like Runa was the first person in this match who like demolished someone. Yeah, they're all like, competent Whoa. at worst at this point. So I thought that this was really fun. I thought it was a good win uh, for Hikari, who has sort of felt a little bit like she's sort of floating around um, in the ether since... Uh, the deathmatch stuff, which was sort of the focus of her. Um, but yeah, a fun a fun match. Certainly these matches, uh, I think if you would have asked me after the first thing, I would have been like, oh, I might, you know, eventually get sick of all these rookies, you know, wrestling all the time. But I look forward to them. It's exciting to see uh, these rookies get better and they're improving seemingly every match. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to see how soon one of these rookies is better than uh, about 75% of the AEW uh, <laughs> women's roster. Because <laughs> it's going to be soon. Yeah. Uh, sadly. 
The next match was our first quarterfinal match in the Tokyo Princess Cup 2023. Yuki Arai defeating Ariso Endo in 13 minutes and one second. I thought this was a pretty good showing uh, from Yuki Arai. To me, she still feels like um, she still feels to me a bit like a drop-in. Like I don't quite feel like she has clicked to be like, oh, she's a wrestler who happens to be, you know, in SKE 48. She feels like, oh, she's in SKE 48. And then she comes here and sort of does this for fun as like, oh, I'll do this as well. Yeah. And I sort of wish that would flip flop. Like, I thought this was fine, but I wasn't sitting there being like, yeah, yeah let's go i was just sort of yeah. like okay that was pretty good <laughs> i i liked this a lot like i thought endo kind of got awry to work stiffer as the match went on which was good and i thought the match was structured really well and i loved when endo blocked the axe kick and then awry was just like fuck it and booted her in the face like i don't know i this match landed really well for me i went four stars it it was actually, I think, my favorite match of the show. Wow. All right. Well, the next match was the second of four quarterfinal matches. Yuki Kamafuku with what I think could be described as the upset of the tournament so Plus far. every bracket. <laughs> uh, defeating Miyu Watanabe in 12 minutes and 22 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this? shocking result i don't care for it <laughs> like it it's so weird like i don't know why you would beat me you here but maybe they want to save some of her bigger matches coming up and or they were just like well we don't want her to go to the finals and lose again so we'll knock her out sooner but i don't know it just felt really weird Though the match itself, I thought was very good. I liked that Camille was full on heel here, and you know, Mio never got Camille in the giant swing, so maybe that was the downfall of her. Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a strange match. I mean, I guess I could see why, because I think, and this, I don't have any basis for this except my own thoughts, I guess is that I think the next time Miyu challenges for the title, she has to win. Yeah. And so I guess in principle, the options are, you know, if that is true, and maybe it's not true, maybe I'm just making this up in my own head, but then you're like, well, she has to lose. And... I guess it's a little bit more interesting to have her lose here than be like, oh, of course she's going to get to the finals and get to the finals against someone and then lose. Like, I don't know. Um, it just feels to me like when they are going to make the decision to push her, I think it's going to like happen immediately. It's going to be very strong. And, and I think right now, with Mizuki, maybe the thought is, okay, we're still sort of establishing her. She's had the title for a bit. Maybe they want to have a few more title defenses just to get her really solidified as like, yes, I held the title for 
you know, a good amount of time. And they don't want Miyu coming in because I don't think they want to create this Miyu that's like, ah. I think there's a danger here of creating a Miyu, especially because she goes against so many people and she has been losing a bit that they don't want to create this thing of like, oh, she just loses like big matches. Yeah, and I think then it takes the sting out of it because it's like, oh, it's just the quarterfinals. Yeah, it's like, oh, it didn't happen. Like, it happened in this weird match. You know, sort of like they did for years with Miyu. Now, Miyu's a little bit different just because Miyu Yamashita, I should say. Um, Because she's so established already. But Miyu used to lose in the Tokyo Princess Cup in the first round, like, all the time. And it was just a thing where it's like, oh, that's what happens. And it never really you know, made people think, oh, well, she's a, you know, choke artist or something like that. It was just sort of like, oh, she doesn't win this. Yeah. Um, whereas if she got to the finals and keep losing then all of a sudden the story is like, oh, this person, you know, gets to the finals but can't seal the deal. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of a different, you know, it changes from, you know, oh, she lost in the quarterfinals to like a Jungle Kiona thing where it was like, yeah. oh, Jungle, here's a Jungle Kiona, you know, title challenge she's gonna lose like how stupid will she look this time and then it was like oh (laughs) she lost again so um i just thought it was a bit strange because Miu came out i don't think this is what happened um but it almost felt to me like um when someone comes out and you're like oh they're losing because they behave sort of differently. Like Miu came out and sort of had the like thousand yard stare <laughs> for the first little bit. And I was like, if I didn't know better, I would think, oh, they were like, oh, you're losing. And she came out and was sort of like, oh, I'm just going to wrestle this sort of strange style match um, yeah. with a thousand yard stare. I don't think that is what actually happened. I think they, you know, were just telling the story of Miu thinking that she was like, oh, I'm so much better than Yuki. I'm above her. And then obviously getting upset in the end. Um, but I thought I also really enjoyed this match. I thought they really picked it up. They near the end, they started really just wailing on each other, uh, which I thought was great. So I went three and three quarters. It was a match. That's I enjoyed. Where I was at. Um, but just a match I was sort of watching and being sort of the definitive like why I thought this show was so weird. The result was strange to me in the moment. Um, like Miu in this sort of different character than she usually has. So I just was spending the match being like, oh, what's happening here? Yeah. Um, but you know, I am happy that Camille got a win because she kept losing a lot there. So this this is a huge win for her. Yes, I did think, oh, maybe my theory about why does she keep losing all the time Uh is wrong but then of course i also thought oh maybe she is losing so they're giving her a couple wins and a couple nice wins on the way out yeah (laughs) i like flip-flopped to one side and then right back to the side i had originally been on um but we will have to see about that the semi-finals miyu mashita defeating mocha miyamoto in 12 minutes and 55 seconds i thought that this was a good match um it just to me that mocha i thought mocha did well but the whole thing with mocha doesn't really feel like one 
person to me. Like it doesn't feel like a single package. Like the gear is different than the move set, and then her sort of attitude is also different. Like there's no. I thought you were implying there's multiple mochas at first. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> there's like no continuity between the different aspects. Like her character, the gear, the move she does in the ring, how she acts are all sort of not together for me. Yeah, she's all over the place. So I thought it was a good match. I thought she did very well. But there's a thing that's holding me back from being like, ah, I'm really rooting for this person because they are like... Mocha is... I guess I'll I'll do this as a quiz for you, Kelly. Like, define Mocha in three words. lots of fabric (laughs) like she does karate but i wouldn't say oh she's a karate like person yeah like i guess she is and she was teaming with juria and you know that whole thing was happening but if i show if i was like oh this is a karate person and then i you've never seen Mocha in your whole life before. And I was like, Oh yeah, this person, they're like really adept. They do karate, these great karate punches in the ring. And then I like showed you just a picture of her. You'd be like, what, who, who is this? (laughs) Like, I think if I lined up the entire Tokyo Joshi roster and said, okay, find the person who's like, besides jury, I take jury out of it, but find the person who is the karate expert (laughs) in this line of people. I'm not sure Mocha would be anyone's like in the first 10 picks. Yeah. You're not going to stop at Mocha, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So it's just the whole thing. Like I know we've sort of, you know, had this running joke about, Oh, the gear, you know, we don't like the gear, but I do think at this point, it's like something has like sort of like Yuki Aino had the, you know, change of gear and then, sort of it clicked she was sort of floating around and then it clicked and then she went up and had a couple great matches it just feels like something needs to be different or there needs to be some consolidation of who this person is now that she's actually getting some focus um but that was really my main thought as i was watching also i always like the moment uh when sort of someone is overwhelmed fighting against Miyu and they're sort of valiantly fighting and then Miyu just snipes them and you're like, oh, it's over. <laughs> um, yep, she's had enough. Yeah, that's always a fun moment of the match. But I liked the match. I thought it was good. Um, but that sort of disconnect held me back. Yeah. I like yeah, I liked how the match for the most part was just like a mauling, but every now and then Mocha would get in some offense to curtail the to push off defeat for another minute or two. And then finally me was like, all right, cool. I had enough in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey junior rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now introducing slab packs from arena club The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. 
I was able to open an arena club slab pack and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah, you can open it and look, it's going to be junk. You're you, you know what I mean? Like you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all three-in-one offering you triple security so you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door but it's not just for security the eufy video lock is also for convenience no more concerns about losing keys and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras Some other great features we love about the eufy video lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required keyless entry no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full you never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters you also have 0.3 second 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking again 0.3 seconds it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock and with the ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be also no battery anxiety you have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking a remote control with the 2K Clear Sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you 
handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the UV video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second. Door is unlocked. Much, much easier. So if you want to jump on board with Eufy Video Lock, search Eufy Video Lock. That is E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Again, that's Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. And then the main event was the last match in the Tokyo Princess Cup quarterfinals. Rika Tatsumi, the White Dragon, defeating Big Kaiju Shoko Nakajima in 19 minutes and 10 seconds. Kelly, what do you think of the main event? This was great. A really good just back and forth struggle of a match. I thought Rika's Dragon Sleeper at the end looked brutal. Just a really good way to close out a show. I went four stars. Yeah, the finish is what stood out to me because that Dragon Sleeper, uh, I've talked about it on the show before. I sometimes think Dragon dragon Sleepers can look very bad um, and sort of lame. And this one, I was like, wow, that looks really good. Um, Excited to see Rika uh, move on and and a good match. So, yeah, it's one of the, you know, now we've reached the end. It's like we had a number of matches. We were like, yeah, it was good, but it just... I don't know. Vibes. Maybe it just comes down to the vibes. It, it didn't feel like a normal Tokyo Joshi show. Yeah, and I don't... Because did they do the quarters at Corkin last year? I don't think they did. I want to say they didn't. Because I know that they had the semis and the obviously the finals in the, in the two shows. I don't remember yeah. that they did the quarters... But maybe I was wrong because, you know, last week I was like, oh, maybe they should just do a quirk in where they do, you know, all eight first round matches or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, maybe they I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it, it just kind of threw off the feel of the, the show. I don't, I don't know. I also think, you know, something we haven't talked about is that the tag titles are vacant. Like, oh, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that's right. Like, let's pretend that someone has them. Let's just make up that someone has them. Like, taking out one of the openers and putting in the tag title match, like, I'm like, would that have made it more? Maybe. Yeah, maybe if you put a tag title match, like, either in the main or in between the tournament matches, like, a sandwich. Yeah, so, I don't know. But just overall, you know, a good show, solid show, but a little bit 
a little bit strange. Well, that is not the only tournament, of course, that has been happening in the world of Joshi. Stardom has also been having matches in the five-star Grand Prix. Uh, the night two show was on July 29th, featuring three uh, block matches. The first one, Julia defeating Hanan. Julia moving to three points. Hanan stuck on zero. Sayori Ano defeating Mariah May. Sayori now at three. Mariah stuck at two. And Mina Shirakawa defeating Mirai. Mirai still at zero points. Mina now at four points. Kelly, what did you think of these uh, matches? Overall, I thought they were pretty good. I really enjoyed Julia versus Hanan. Uh, Hanan got a way more offense than I would have expected. But yeah, they both worked super hard. I went three and three quarters on that. Uh, Sierra versus Mariah May was great. Like, super hard hitting. Uh, really well done limb work. I thought they had very good chemistry. I went four on that one. And then the main event was pretty good, too. It was kind of just like... It felt a little sloppy in the beginning, but it picked up by the end. And I thought Mina going after Mirai's neck was a good story. And I went three and a half on that one. Yeah, I really liked this night as well, too. I went three and three quarters on Sayori and Mariah, and I went three and three quarters on Mirai and Mina. I thought it was a really strong show. I thought Hannon did well. I think Hannon's sort of going to have those type of matches where you're like, oh, yeah, this is good, like three star, um, which is fine. She's opening a lot of these shows. Um, I have to talk about Sayori taking a uh power bomb bump on the outside at a show with like a hundred people in the crowd she's an uh, absolute maniac and i love it uh they just really mariah and sayori just whacked the shit out of each other for most of the match um which i thought was really good also as i said really liked the main event i was frankly shocked how much i liked it just based on the fact that you know, these sort of small shows are often like, okay, these matches are fine. Uh, I actually like them getting close to a draw, but not doing a draw. Um, yeah, that was cool. I think they don't do that enough. Um, and they really laid each other out. So I thought it was a really strong uh, overall show. I had someone reach out and be like, hey, is there anything worth watching? And I said, yeah, certainly the um, top top two matches are worth watching. I mean, they only take about 20 minutes as well or 25 minutes. And frankly, you can get through all three matches in about 35 minutes. So uh, pretty easy. The next night on July 30th, there was two um, five-star Grand Prix matches. Uh, Mirai defeating Hanan Mirai, getting her first two points of the tournament and Natsupoi defeating Suzu Suzuki. Uh, in nine minutes and six seconds. I thought the main event uh, was very good. Really, the match, I mean, only two matches, but really, if you're going to watch anything, watch the main event. Kelly, what did you think? It, it felt very much like a house show to me. Like, it, it I, I don't want to say everything was worked at half speed, but it did seem like they weren't putting as much effort into things. So the main event, while I still went three and three quarters on it, I was like, well, this was disappointing. Because they, those two definitely have a much better match in them. Yeah, it did feel to me, it was sort of like, oh, this match was good, knowing that this is a house show, um, 
you know, a house show with only two matches on it where it's sort of like, okay, we're just going to get this match out. And I was like, oh, it was, it was fun. Um, Kelly's favorite type of show, which is one where a loud air conditioning unit is placed directly next to the microphone. Love uh, it. That picks up all the sound in the venue. Love it. Um, so. I love to see when they shoot the shows and you actually can barely see any fans. It's just the empty chairs in the upper deck that they film. I would love to, if I went to those shows, I'd be like, put me up there, like all by myself. Yeah, um, there was two people just up there. And I was like, yep, they got the right idea. Well, and I think, cause I think I, I was that on the first show? I think that was on the first show. Yeah, I can't remember and, which one. And I think, or maybe it was the second show. I think one of them was, I think it was the wrestlers. Oh, <laughs> because I thought, I mean, it was very far away, so I couldn't really tell, but I thought at least one of them, I thought it was like Mariah and Shuri. Oh, <laughs> but I don't know. It was very far away, but I was like, who's sitting all the way up there. And then I was like, well, it would make sense if it was like the wrestlers just came out after the matches and were like, Oh, we'll go watch. Yeah. You know, sitting in the crowd or whatever. Um, Stardom also had five-star Grand Prix shows on August 5th and August 6th. Those are not yet on Stardom World, so we're not going to talk about those yet. Um, Supposedly, those will be up on August 7th, which will be the day this is released. So we won't talk about any results in case people have not had an opportunity to watch those yet, as we have not because they are not available. Uh, Oz Academy had a show on July 30th. It's Sukiyoki defeating Kakaru and Kaori Yoniyama to win the Pioneer title, uh, which is their three-way title. Uh, Tokyo Joshi, as well as that Corican Hall show, had their amusement park show. Kelly, I don't know. We didn't talk about it. Did you watch this show? I did not. All right. It was an interesting... I did watch it. It was interesting. Um, you know, I think anything would have had, uh, it would have been a tall order to follow up on that pool wrestling match, um, which was very good, but this really, um, was barely a wrestling show. Um, (laughs) and you know, sort of like pool wrestling is also sort of barely a wrestling show, but this, they didn't even, um, they sort of had a brief wrestling type match at the beginning, um, and then it was mostly playing sort of games, chasing um, each other, um, playing that game where you try and like knock each other off balance with your hands. Um, chicken. Is chicken it called fight. chicken? Isn't it? I guess. Um, I don't know what it's called, so I'll believe you. I think that's what it is. It's And it's not the same chicken as driving your cars at each other to see who moves. Yes. Um, that's what I think of when I think of chicken and I'm like, yeah. well, it's not that. Um, but it felt very much like something they would want to show like on TV. Cause they had a lot of intro. They'd be like, Oh, who's doing this activity? And it'd be like, Oh, it's, um, Raku. And then they would cut to like a video being like, here's who Raku is. Um, so it sort of felt much more like a variety show, um, to me than, you know, wrestling or a wrestling adjacent show. Uh, Sendai Girls had two shows this weekend on the 5th and the 6th. 
Uh, Ice Ribbon had the show on July 30th with the one-night return of Tsukasa Fujimoto, who teamed with Aja Kong and Kahu Matsushita in a losing effort against Chihiro Hashimoto and the Hoshis, Hamako Hoshi and Ibuki Hoshi. Was uh, that they, show on the uh, the Ice Ribbon YouTube? It is not on the Ice Ribbon YouTube because I did check because I did want to watch it. Their last show that they posted was on the 29th. Okay. Um, did you see the like the digest version they put up of this? I did not. The so it's like this charity show. Like there's this whole opening ceremony where people are like handing there's like they're teaching little kids how to wrestle. Like it's this, it's this whole production like charity thing. But like in the semi-main there's the Yuri versus Sukina Umino match where they go so much harder than they absolutely need to. Like, they're fighting in the crowd. They're throwing each other through chairs. It has one of the sickest-sounding shoot headbutts I've ever heard. And it's just like, man, this feels so out of place on this show. <laughs> but it fucking rocked, and I want to see the whole match. Yeah, the, the Ice Ribbon YouTube tends to just um, or mainly do the dojo shows. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this will make tape or if it was on, like, if it will show up on Nico Nico. I don't even know what's happening with Nico Nico really anymore. Um, but yeah, that was the uh, Ice Ribbon show. Uh, Wave had a show on August 1st. First, uh, Ikudo Hidaka and Itsuki Aoki retained their tag titles against Ayami Sasamura and Hikari Shimizu. That was their first defense. Kelly, what has been going on in the land of Chaco Pro? Uh, so Chaco Pro 323 on July 30th, the main event was Emi Sakura and Masahiro Takanashi defeating Hagane Shino and Chia Koshikawa. And this match ruled. Just like a super intense, hard-hitting match that followed up on uh, Sakura beating Shino for his belt. Like Shino was pissed, and he was beating the shit out of Emmy. Like it, this was a great match where everyone played their roles super well. I went four and a quarter on it. Uh, and then today there was the Four Aces show that has not aired, so I don't know what happened. But hopefully, I'll be able to talk about it next time. What else has been going on, Joshi related? Well, there was the Triple Six Corican Hall show, Triple uh, Six's first Corican Hall show ever, celebrating their 20th anniversary. Now, Kelly, did you watch this show? I did not. Okay, feels feels like your level of uh, grime, uh, griminess. <laughs> uh, but a fun show. It had a um, Tokyo Joshi uh, match in it, featuring. Uh, of course, the reunification of Raku and Ram Kaichou, um, and a number of other Joshi talent. Rina Yamashita, uh, Mayumi Ozaki was on it. A uh, fun show. It had English commentary with uh, Chris Brooks and uh, Mr. Haku, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I have not watched uh, very much Triple Six at all. <laughs> And so there was some things, even with English commentary, that sort of uh, went over my head. But it was a fun show, and I always uh, appreciate 
these sort of promotions putting out English uh, shows with English commentary on them, uh, which I think is great. So uh, give that a watch if you want to see something sort of uh, a little bit different uh, than your usual. Uh, great had their big uh, Sumo Hall show version uh, or volume mega. mega. Ver mega. Um, I have not watched all the show. I've watched part of the show, but a number of Joshi wrestlers on it. Um, I do have to say one part I did see is that they really should stop putting Maya Fukuda in, um, shoot matches because I think everyone I've watched, she's lost. Yeah. And I'm like, why? why? Um, Okay. But also the lady she was against, how'd she poke her in the eye? She got giant fucking boxing gloves on. What'd she poke her with? Well, you can do that even with your... Well, I guess you're right. They do have giant... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she just took a shot in the eye and was like, ow, you need to stop the fight and broke up any of momentum she had. Well, it's all about strategy. Yep. Maya was robbed. Uh, Sariism number two, the second Sari produced show, uh, just recently happened. I have not had a chance to, to watch it yet, but the tag main event, um, is getting very good reviews, uh, featuring Sari, of course, and also Kyrie, who it was, uh, just announced will be, uh, redeparting Japan to go back to WWE uh, maybe inspired by the very poor women's wrestling uh, that happened on SummerSlam last night. Uh, I didn't watch what the show. What is she doing? I didn't watch the show. Um, I, in fact, forgot it was happening until I started seeing a bunch of people talking about it. Uh, but also Io Shirai winning the, um, some women's title, I don't know. Um, so great for her and uh, sort of disappointing result for all this Kyrie stuff where she came back had a few matches and now will I don't think she's returning until March so she's gonna have a number of other matches I would assume but uh very disappointing yeah but at the same time I don't feel like stardom loses much well no they've Um, really barely used her yeah um you know, I'm just sort of disappointed because it felt like, oh, she hadn't really done anything yet. And yeah. now it's like, oh, she probably won't do anything at all. No, going back to the retirement home. Uh, Kelly, what else? What other shows, Joshi uh, adjacent shows have been happening? Uh, Prominence had their 15th battle, Ente, on uh, July 30th. The main event was a death match where Toru Segura defeated Risa Sara. Uh, this took a little bit for it to get going for me, but once they got there, it got pretty great. And this was the first time I remember seeing a TV used as a weapon. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. Uh, I went four on that one. And then just uh, earlier today... There was the Gunbare show uh, where the main event was the spirit of Gunbare openweight title being defended by Asami Kodaka against Yuri. Uh, This was really good, but it was hampered by bad production because that video quality was not good. It, It peaked at 720p and most of the time it was like watching a match with my glasses off. 
But that aside, the match itself was very good. I went four on it still. I probably would have gone higher with better better production. And it was like a single cam show. So there was a time when I thought Isami was like pinning Yuri for a good 10 seconds. Uh, like what is happening? But it was really he had a Kimura in or something. Still don't know for sure what it was. <laughs> so that was disappointing. But it was a free show on YouTube. So I can't be too upset. Uh, but either way, really good match. I I liked it. I don't know if it's worth a watch because it is kind of a pain to get through. <laughs> well, that is everything that has happened. And now it is time to talk about everything coming up in the next two weeks of Joshi Wrestling, starting with Stardom, who will have eight shows in the next 14 days. Starting with August 8th, another five-star Grand Prix show for uh, Grand Prix matches. Mayu Iwatani against Suzu Suzuki, Suri versus Natsupoi, Micah versus Momo Watanabe, and Julia versus Mariah May. Kelly, what's your most anticipated match of that show? Those are all good matches. Uh, I got to go Julia versus Mariah May because oh as God. we saw with Mariah against Sayori, she'll be a psycho when she wants to be a psycho. So I think they'll beat the shit out of each other. Kelly, always steal. I'm going to go first. <laughs> uh, next time I ask that question, I'm going first. Um, I will say Mayu Iwatani and Suzu Suzuki. That will be my. That will um, also be very good. That will be my pick. On Then on the 10th, another five-star Grand Prix show, but with only uh, two matches, some of these shows being affected um, by the fact that Sayaka Matani um, leaving the tournament because her injury suffered on the first night. Uh, but two matches here, Mayu Iwatani and Natsupoi, and Suzu Suzuki going up against Natsuko Tora. Taylor, what's your most anticipated match on that show? Uh, uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Natsupoi. What's yours? All right, that's that's the right pick. Uh, you know what? I'm just, uh, you know what? Fine, let's go Suzu Suzuki versus Natsuko Tora <laughs> and hope that they do deathmatch stuff. Uh, August 12th, another five-star Grand Prix show. Utami versus Sayori Ino, Julia versus Mina Shirakawa, and Azumi versus Hanan. I will take... Oh, that's tough. Um, I will take Utami and Sayori as my pick. Yeah, I'll go Julia versus Mina. Then on the 13th, uh, not a five-star show, although there is a five-star match on it, but it is on the 13th, Stardom x Stardom, the next big show for Stardom. It will open with an Osaka gauntlet. Then we'll feature Starlight Kid, Oedo Tai Explodes, Starlight Kid versus Natsukatora in the five in a five-star Grand Prix match. Saki Kashima versus Koguma for the high-speed title. Mina Shirakawa and Mariah May will defend their tag titles against Natsupoi and Sayori Ano. Julia will defend the strong women's title against you. Utami and Mayu Iwatani will face off for the IWGP women's title. And in the main event, Tom Nakano will defend the World of Stardom title against newcomer Megan Bain. The Megasis. Uh, the Megasis, that's right. 
Uh, an interesting card here. I would say, yeah. I would say half this card I'm excited for, and half this card I am not excited for. Yeah, I honestly, the only things I'm excited for are Tommy versus Mayu in the tag title match. Everything else, get in the bin. I don't need it. Uh, I think I would agree. Um, who knows? Maybe Megan Bain comes out and really uh, shows out. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, then on the 15th, another five-star Grand Prix show, Tom Nakano and Mayu Iwatani. Suri versus Hazuki, Utami versus Azumi, Sayori Ano versus Momo Watanabe, and Mina Shirakawa versus Mariah May. I will log Mina and Mariah as my match Damn of the it. night. <laughs> now you know how it feels. I know. And you knew I was going to pick that because that that will be the basis upon which the biggest heel turn in stardom history will be placed upon. They'll call back to this in like two years. Gonna do lore threads. Mina's so not Mariah's Oose anymore. What's your pick? Uh Siri versus Suzuki. Alright. That should be very good. Then on the 18th of August, it is New Blood number 10. Uh it was announced New Blood will not be airing on this or this New Blood I should say will not be airing on YouTube. Boom. Um, so not great and uh the card is Lady C versus Kohaku, Hanan and Hina versus Suzu Suzuki and Mei Sierra, Amisore, Miran and Nanami will take on Hanako, Kazuna Tanaka and Enka. Uh Yuna Mizumori will take on Natsupoi. Miyu Amasaki will take on Sayori Ano in Kelly's favorite style match. Nanai Takahashi will take on Saeeda in a passion injection match. And Rina will defend the future of stardom title against Waka Tsukiyama. Have to say, um, not a card I'm particularly excited for. Yeah, are, so this isn't on YouTube. Are they asking people to pay for this then? Um, no, I believe they're just asking people to, well, they're asking people to pay by going to see the show. Oh, so we don't have to watch it. I, I don't know if it's airing somewhere else. I didn't see that. I just know it's not airing on YouTube. I mean, you know, I, I must, I, if it doesn't, it doesn't. Cool. Cause I I'm don't need to watch this. <laughs> I'm assuming it will show up on stardom world. Maybe. Um, at some point if it's not on YouTube. This is a real not great card. Then on the 19th is Midsummer Fest 2023. And this show, uh, I guess you could categorize it as a sort of throwback show. Um, starting off Koguma versus Hanako versus Fukigen Death. Then Hanan, Rina, and Hina. The trio there will take on Lady C, Wakasukiyama, and Yuna Mizumori. Mirai, Amisore, and Saeeda will take on Mika, Suzu Suzuki, and Mei Sierra. Mina Shirakawa and Mariah May will take on Megan Bain and Tekla. Mayu Iwatani and Momokogo will take on the God's Eye top duo of Saki, Kashima, and Suri. Then we get to the top of the card, Utami, Azumi, 
Miyu Amasaki, and Kyoko Inoue will take on Natsuka Tora, Ruaka, Dump Matsumoto, and Zap. That's right. Bringing in, starting bringing in a lot of uh, classic wrestlers here, I'll say. Uh, the semi-main, Tom Nakano, Natsupoi, and Sayori Ino will take on Hazuki, Takako Inoue, and Shinobu Kandori. And the main event will be Nanai Takahashi, Momoe Nakanishi, and Jaguar Yakoda taking on Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and you. Uh, I have to say, um, just my personal opinion, eight shows in two weeks is too many shows. Um, But I guess if you're going to do shows, I like that they're trying to do something wacky here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's good to do something like this, where it's just like, hey, this is crazy legend legend show out of left field it's kind of out of continuity so if you don't watch it you don't watch it but if you do you get something fun and then finally the last show will be on august 20th another five-star grand prix show two matches there mayu iwatani versus natsukatora and hazuki versus ami sore so that concludes the eight shows upcoming for stardom in the next two weeks oz academy has a corican hall show on august 20th headlined by akino defending her oz openweight title against sonoko kato uh jaguar yakota and mayumi ozaki age 115 will defend their tag titles against kohaku and riko kaiju the evolution trio of chichi zones and sunny will take on Mayukihi, Sayoriano, and Kakaru. Um, Evolution, I think, getting to the point where maybe um, I have been watching some of them. Maybe we'll start talking about them on this show as they they seem to be ex- ever-expanding. Uh, you will take on Momoko Hanazono, and the uh, Mizuki Endo will have her final match in Oz Academy, teaming with Ryo Mizunami and Itsuki Aoki to take on Kaori Yoniyama, Hiroyo Matsumoto, and Ram Kaichou. Uh, Tokyo Joshi has two Korokin Hall shows coming up, just like last year. Uh, the first show will be the Tokyo Princess Cup semifinal, and then the second show will feature the finals. Uh, only the card for August 12th, the first show has been announced. It will open Suzume versus Juria Nagano. Wakana Uihara, Toga, and Runa Okuba will take on Himiwari Shino Suzuki. Kelly, don't oh, leave me. Oh, Shino, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Kelly, don't leave me hanging, Jesus. Uh, and Harukarashiro. Uh, no, I was just kind of looking at that match and I was like, holy shit, it's just children. They don't have adults to guide them. They, the children have have grown. Yeah, that happens. so that'll be a very interesting match. Uh, Hyper Masao, Hikari Noah, Naokakuda, and Kaya Toribami will take on Yuki Aino, Raku, Palm Harajuku, and Haruna Neko. Shoko Nakajima and Miyu Watanabe will team to take on Moka Miyamoto and Ariso Endo. Saki Sama and Mei San Michelle. Yeah. are back to take on Mizuki and Mahiro Kiryu. 
and then the two, the semifinal and main event of the show are the semifinals of the Tokyo Princess Cup. Rika Tatsumi taking on Yuki Kamafuku and Miyu Yamashita taking on Yuki Arai Kelly, who walks in on August 13th to Korokan Hall as a finalist in the 2023 Tokyo Princess Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess, well, do you have you Kamiu spoil Tatsumi? That's a question you're that's of yeah. what I asked you to answer. No, I know. I like I didn't <laughs> think about that until just the second, but I'm like you could do that. I'm just going to go Tatsumi versus Yuki Arai as your finals. I'm going to go Yuki versus Yuki. Yuki's exploding. There you go. Okay. Um, And I think Yuki Arai wins the whole thing. Now, do you think, potentially, in the match before the the semifinals, Mm -hmm. do you set up a Saki-sama versus Mizuki title match for the next night to help draw for the next night. They don't really ever do that is the thing. No, but you might possibly be running out of time with Saki-sama. Why? Why do you say that? Oh, I don't know. I've heard things about the French markets. (laughs) Oh, French stock markets? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't know the French had the stock market. Yeah, the um, the the aristocrats might be on the outs. Oh, I see. So you're saying there might be a there might be a coup, and she might not yeah. be able to get back. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I think that would be fun. It would be a cool thing to do. I do wonder if, you know, they do have two under the semifinals. They do have two um tag matches i wonder if they do run some sort of like hey we won hey we won like what are they doing with the tag like have they said anything about i haven't seen anything about the tag titles yeah i don't know unless i've the tag belts unless i've totally missed something it seems like they would want someone to have that sooner rather than later but we'll see yeah uh, as I said, August 13th, another Corican Hall show, which will be the Princess Cup Finals, but we don't know that card yet. And then on August 17th will be the next version of Inspiration. Uh, that card will be Palm Harajuku versus Mihiro Kiryu. Saki Akai, Haru Karashiro, and Runa Okubo will take on Himawari, Toga, and Shino Suzuki. Shino! Uh, Miyu Yamashita will take on Shoko Nakajima in a 10th anniversary match, and Mizuki will take on the soon-to-be-retired Iger uh, in an interesting match. That oh, the is ghost it. is retiring? Yeah, the ghost is retiring. she finally going to just be laid to rest, and maybe they'll solve whatever mystery she's been in here? Evidently. Wow. Uh, yes. Uh... Sendai Girls has a show on August 9th where their two latest rookies will debut. Uh, And Diana has a number of shows coming up on the 11th. On the 13th, 
Ayako Sato and Hanako Nakamori will uh, defend the tag titles against Mochi Natsumi and Risa Sara. And on the 15th, Haruka Umasaki will defend the Diana title against Kakaru Sekaguchi. So that is everything coming up in the next two weeks of Joshi Wrestling. And now, per tradition, I hand it over to Kelly. All right. So first off, did you see Barbie? I did see Barbie. I have not seen Oppenheimer. I'm seeing Oppenheimer this week. That's okay. What do you think of Barbie? I love Barbie. It was great. Hell yeah. Everyone should go see Barbie. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Barbie's so good. Uh, okay, so I saw this yesterday, uh, the new Ninja, Ninja Turtle movie. And I liked it quite a bit. I will say it very much is the studio going, hey, do do a Spider-Verse make make a spider-verse do that for us so the music all sounds like spider-verse the animation looks like spider-verse but you know what it's still a fun movie it's very i think it's very comes from a loving place for the turtles and it's genuinely really funny so i'd definitely check it out kelly you'll be shocked to know that i also saw it oh hell yeah Um, what'd you think i thought it was good my one opinion would be it's probably the best movie technically like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie technically but I think if you were to ask me like hey you've got to watch a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie I think I would still probably pick the first one because I think it feels more like that franchise yeah those I love those first two movies because this it does feel a lot like oh we just made an Into the Spider-Verse with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in it yeah uh, but fun, a very fun movie. Lots of um, well-known voice actors, including uh, wrestler John Cena. Um, That's true. Yeah, John Cena was in there. John Cena with a voice that if you, I think if you didn't know he was in it, you wouldn't recognize. No, I, who was voice. he? Because I didn't know he was he in there was, until um, I saw his name in the credits. He was um, Bebop. Really? Okay. Right. Can, okay, yeah, now that you say that, yeah. The Seth Rogen was Rocksteady? Yeah. Yeah. You can sort of tell if, you, if you're if you really listening and you're like, oh, this is John Cena, you can sort of hear it through whatever modulation they gave his voice. Um, but yeah, John Cena's in it. Just like John he's Cena in Barbie. also in Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> a, a jump scare moment when suddenly John <laughs> Cena's there. <laughs> Well, that is all for us for this episode of Jumping Bomb Audio. Next time, we will be back with you with a chock full of reviews of stardom, clearly reviews of Tokyo Joshi, and much, much more. But until then, my name is Taylor for Kelly saying thank you for listening and talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. 
You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed, or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. 